deadline day madness as children who attend the Madrid School of Thought rush to do some work they've been expected to do for 60 days and complete it minutes after midnight. And the lack of televised sex toys leads to mass disappointment for fans all around the country. It's September 3rd, and you're listening to Talking Trotters. We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got Dan and Sean returning for a special Transfer Deadline Day segment, but first, we're going to cover Friday. Live on national television, Bolton played out a nil-nil derby. It wasn't a pleasant game to watch as vast periods of the match were total crap. The ball was only in play for 48 minutes of the 95, according to number Boffin's Opta. It's bizarre that we're really complaining about a game which had one red card, two penalty appeals, two goal line clearances, one disallowed goal and a should-be red card, but here we are. For those that didn't see it, Wellington gave a little bit of afters to a Blackburn player and was lucky to only receive a yellow. It's the kind of thing that if Rooney did it, people would try and scalp him, which would be easy because of his synthetic hair, you could probably tug it right off. It's nice to get a point and we didn't deserve anything more. The need for a striker was emphasised as currently our system is stick on Heskey and hope, so what better way to end the week than the opportunity to make a deadline day signing? So that's exactly what we didn't do. Deadline day felt less manic than it has been in recent years, with Watford and West Ham getting the majority of business done. Action in the Championship included the loss of Antonio. Butterfield signed for Derby for £4.5 million, which is 4.5 million for Jacob Butterfield. Remember him? He was Friedman's first loan signing. He was absolutely crap. Joe Mason was also valued at £4 million by Wolves. Remember him too? Ah, good times. We optimistically put up a live blog and trying to fill it felt like cow tipping. Impossible. Sordell, Stokes and Kermagant were the names being batted around Love HQ, which we decided was the easiest game of sex, marry, kill ever. Following it was like waiting for the rapture, a group of miserable people waiting for the sweet release of extinction, with only a few people thinking that they're going to come out of the other side polished. The only Bolton casualty was Andy Kellett. He's been a curious case, as his Man United line move was as confusing as it was unexpected, and many wanted his return to be marked with a first-team appearance. We're going to have now signed five former Wanderers players during the window, Oddle Yussi, McNaughton, Davies, Yaskilainen and Kellett. It's disappointing that he never got a shot in the first team, but I'd rather lose him than Quaid, Taylor or Finney, for example. Hopefully for his sake he can impress in League 1, like he did at Plymouth in League 2. The other player to leave this week was Oscar Threlkeld on a loan deal. Game time can only be good for him and he won't get it from here for now. A lot of fans seem to be disappointed that we didn't sign anyone on deadline day, but I'm not too bothered. We need a striker, there's no denying that, but the loan window opens soon and we managed to go the entire window without losing Vela or Clough, a feat which seemed impossible at the beginning of the season. We've signed 11 players without spending a single penny and we've got rid of a lot of the big wage deadwood that we had left over from the Friedman era. We've got the strongest defensive unit we've had in years, and remember the last time that Lennon got involved with deadline day, we ended up signing Philip Zwadic. 
Chris has gone on holiday with his real kids to get away from his internet kids, i.e. us. And so while the cat's away, the mice will play. More specifically, they will play a special Deadline Day edition of The Price is Right. Joining me this weekend is one of our own, the Young Gun Deputy Editor, Daniel Murphy. So come on down. Yeah, Alistair, how's it going? Not too bad, you alright? Yeah, I've noticed this you know, this studio you've mocked up to mimic the prices right is really, really quite uncanny. But well done, well done. Yeah, we spent a lot of money. More money than Bolton did all, all transverse season, so uh that's what you get with us, production value. And uh back by popular demand this week is the author of Gary Baldy Tinted Spectacles, Sean Hockett. How are you doing, Sean? I'm alright, thank you, Alistair. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, so to start off, we're going to have a bidding game. So I'm going to ask you the cost of a player or group of players, and you're going to come in with your bid. Uh, the winner is going to be the closest person to the actual fee. We're going to take the University Challenge scoring format, just in case you didn't know I was from the South, and uh, we can't do the real one because I don't have a real and I can't give you a car. One question, so, quick. Do we have sure. To bu- do we have to buzz in? Do we have to say oh, no, you both get to go with this. Oh, so we so, go one at a time. Yep. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I've never watched any of these shows, so I have no idea how they go. But please continue. Oh, I thought you would have done because no. it's all it's all holiday TV and unemployment TV, you know. <laughs> oh, well. oh what? That, that's a dick. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm I'm 16. At least you're at uni. You know, I'm, yeah. I've got even less to do than you do. I'm I'm actually christening the scoring on my brand new A level paper. Ooh. So uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Um, right. Okay then, so we are looking for the cost of the Manchester City starting backline that beat Watford 2-0. So that's the four defenders, the combination of all their transfer fees that City paid for them. Go on, Dan, you can go first. I'll (laughs) go with £57 million. Okay then, £57 million. Sean? I was going to go a lot higher than that. I'm going £77 million. Sean goes for 77. Well, I can tell you that it was actually 58 million pounds. Goodness gracious, mate. Get, uh, what, did I say 57, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah you win, that. Dan. Get on that. <laughs> I am good, mate, because Sanya was free. Sanya was free. Company was 7 million. He was, well, I got 10 million, but oh, sure. Mangala was a lot. Like he was, he was 32 million. million. Yeah, and then Kolarov was 11 to 13 or so. I got 16 here, but yeah. Buzzing. Same thing. I'll take that. Mm. I as you know, I need to give you a hand, Sean. Did you think that Zavaleta, who was quite an expensive signing when he came in? Yeah. Uh, um you know, you two guys you're clearly more knowledgeable than me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, to, I had to Google this. I, I haven't admit. made any notes of anything. <laughs> I'm going in this one blind, my friend. Oh, wow. oh dear. Right, so Dan, this is for you. It's gonna be higher or lower. So I'm going to give you the cost of something, and then you're going to say a number. I'm going to say whether that number is higher or lower than the number we are looking for. At the end of the game, there's going to be a little bonus question for the both of you that now I think of it is probably a little more suited to Dan's area of expertise. <laughs> so, I wonder what it'll be about. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a minute on the clock. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I think. So we are looking for... The expenditure under Van Hull and Moyes at United. That is incoming transfer expenditure. So the combined total of every incoming signing that has come in under those two managers at Manchester United. Ready? Yep. Let's go. £500 million. Pounds. Lower. £450 million. Pounds. Lower. Shit. £400 
400 million pounds. Lower. Fucking hell, I thought it was well on this. Uh, 250 million pounds. Higher. Right. 300 million pounds. Higher. 350 million pounds. Lower. 300. Are we going to that to the right decimal? Uh, 100,000. Okay. 337 million pounds. Lower. Lower. 320 million pounds. Higher. 325 million pounds. Higher. 327 million pounds. Lower. 326 million pounds. Lower. 320. Oh, fuck it, I don't even know what I'm on about now. 325 <laughs> million pounds. 500 grand. Lower. Tw- 325 million pounds. 300,000. Yes. Ah! 56.86 seconds. So you had oh, very little time. I'm good. I'm good at this. Oh, we can do this more often. This is great. <laughs> mm, I'm sure the uh, very uh, the timely celebration of the anniversary of the Europe could do with a little round of this. I'm sure it fit in just fine. <laughs> right. Uh, bonus points just because. Can you name which one of the players that was brought in that has played for Bolton last season? So, which of the signings in that figure? He was seven hundred thousand. Oh. Can you tell you which one was has been playing for Bolton? Oh, uh, Jesus! Oh, Saidi Yanko. It is. Boom. Right there, we go. Fucking winner, 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 <laughs> chicken dinner every day. Right? <laughs> Thanks for playing, Sean. Now <laughs> <laughs> we got a little bit more to go. Well, you can ask us how much forest bags. It's zero. <laughs> I'll win that one in less than a second. Oh, I thought about doing a Baltimore, but then it's just too depressing to even research it. It's just, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Right, okay then. So, next one, it's going to be a starter, so this is for both of you. Again, it's going to be bidding. So, uh, both of you come in when you're ready. Okay. So, we are looking for, and this is to the nearest pound, to the nearest pound, we are looking for the cost of the most expensive season ticket at every Premier League club in the 14-15 season. So last season, if you bought the most yeah. expensive season ticket on offer at every club, how much would you be out of pocket? And we're not looking for the soul-destroying levels of uh, that kind of money. We're just looking for the financial figure. Okay. Shall I go first again? Go sure, on. if you want. No. You can go for it if you want, Sean. God. So all twenty clubs are most expensive in total, yeah. The, yeah, the combination of yeah, all the combined expensive total, totals. yeah. Oh, right. oh Christ! This would uh, I'm going eighteen thousand three hundred and seventy-five pounds. Eighteen thousand three hundred and seventy-five pounds. I will go twelve thousand four hundred and sixty-two pounds. That's terrific. I thought I was going to have to test my uh, mental arithmetic, but Sean wins that one. Uh, the actual total is 17,414. So um, I'm on the board. Let's go. Yeah, here we go, Sean. Um, right, so here... Right, one point for each of the... No, actually, no. I'm going to change my mind because <laughs> I realise that this is really unfair. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, in this name, in this game, damn it, you are going to be naming every championship side every championship side that has their record signing worth over ten million pounds. So there are seven of these sides currently in the championship and their 
record signings come from a range of countries. How many of them can you name? And we're looking for the sides, not the players. And yes, as well. All right, I'm going with Fulham. Yep, on the board. Leeds. Yep, Rio Ferdinand, the most expensive of the lot. Um, Middlesbrough. Yep, Alfonso Alves. Um, Blackburn. No, they aren't. Can I come in? Can I come in? It was. Funnily enough, Blackburn have broken the world uh, transfer record before, but not in this. Can I come in? Uh, sure, answer? Dan, jump yeah. in. Johan Armando. Yep. Bolton. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, um, uh, I, I genuinely don't know any past this point. I can't even think of any championship clubs. Oh, I'll burn no, not Burnley. No. Damn it. Go on. QPR. Of course. Yes. Chris Samba. Remember Chris Samba? Put us out of our misery. Right. The two left aren't very surprising to me, at least. Cardiff. Of course. Uh, Gary Medell, who is 11 million. Yeah. And uh, Hulls Abel Hernandez, who's 10 million. Yeah. So what was and the Ca- Bolton thing you were talking about? Uh, I was going to give you a bonus point if you can name which championship side has their record signing currently playing for Bolton. Uh, I've got no clue. Neither do I. Okay, the the guy in question is Emil Heskey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who's Leicester? No, it isn't. Uh, I can't even think. Go on. For multiple Liverpool. reasons, because they're not in the championship, for example. Oh, of course. Oh, uh, but no, it's actually Birmingham. Oh, they paid six point two five million for the lad. Oh, that's mm. Big right, I'm not sure how to score this, but to be honest, that went out the window when I really came up with the idea. Yep. So I'll work something out while we're having a chat later. Uh, but let's just say it's looking tight. So good, good job, guys. It's looking tight. Um, I thought okay. I did really well on that round, to be honest. You did actually, yeah. To be honest, when I was writing it, I wasn't sure as to whether this was too frustrating. Okay, we're going to go for some trivia now. Each answer, each question has two answers, uh, five points for each half of the answer. So we're going to start with, who is the most expensive African player and what European language does he speak fluently other than English? Either of you can buzz in. in the Premier League? Me, Dan, there's just any African player. Any African player. Uh, Daniel. Samuel Eto'o. No, it isn't Samuel Eto'o. Sean, would you want to jump in? Um, Drogba. It is not. Uh, we can go round again. Yeah, let's go one more time, and then you can put us ahead of misery. But I can't think of anyone else. Is it is it glaringly obvious? No. John Obi Mikel. Oh, I was going to say him. It isn't John Obi Mikel. <laughs> signed him. very recently. Like, <laughs> well, not this window. January of last year. I don't know, but I'll go for I'll go for a language. I bet he speaks French. He does not. God. This actually really surprised me. Uh, the most expensive African player is Wilfred Bonny. Oh, of course. Twenty-eight million pounds to Manchester City last uh, last transfer window, and he speaks fluent Czech. That's weird. Why would he not speak Dutch? 
I don't mm. know. Really I really don't know. Really mm. Right, okay then. Next one. Only two clubs have set the transfer record free fee and then broken it themselves the following time. So, for example, Usain Bolt broke the world record for sprinting yeah. and then he broke it himself again, right. just to clarify, because I couldn't word this when I was writing that. <laughs> so, whenever you're ready, buzz in with the two clubs you think. You can get one of them right and one of them wrong. I don't okay. particularly mind. Done. Real Shoot. Madrid with Ronaldo and then Bale. Yes. Good. And now, now I'm screwed. <laughs> um, uh, I'll go for one. Uh, Man United. No, it isn't Man, Man United. They currently play in English football. They aren't a foreign team. Chelsea? No. No, they broke the English transfer record free, but never the world transfer record free. Was it Blackburn? It is Blackburn. Oh, that's mad. <laughs> <laughs> 1928, it was. Jesus. And one of them was a Bolton lad, believe it or not. So, uh, there we go. Come on, I pulled that one out of the fire. <laughs> That's far more impressive than Real Madrid. <laughs> oh, this is um, this is the Liverpool Champions League final all over again, isn't it? Um, right. The Spurs shirt amnesty has received about two hundred old shirts with old names printed on the back of them, and as you may be aware, they have returned them with new shirts with new names printed on the back of them. So, can you guess the most requested new name and the most popular old name to be handed back? Is this like from, no, like this season type of thing? Uh, yeah, the new player is obviously playing this season. Okay. But the old player is someone that's left recently. Is the new player Benteke? Tottenham. For Tottenham? Oh, sorry. So... <laughs> old player. I'm thinking Liverpool. I don't know yeah. why. Oh. So an old Spurs player and a relatively... Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. old one, Bale. That is one of the most popular, but not the most oh, popular. Sick. Well, the new, I'll go for a new one. Uh, Kane. It was Kane. Oh, uh, oh, that's a good shout. Old one. I'm going with um, a classic Hoddle. I know they didn't have names on their shirts at that time, but you know what they do. <laughs> well, I'm sick of seeing um, Pedro Man United shirts on Twitter. So <laughs> uh, it, it it wasn't Hoddle. No, well, it was a lot more recent than that. Van der Vaart. No, that's a good shout actually, but it isn't random. Van der Vaart. All right, Sean, one more on them. Uh, one more Spurs player. Oh, I don't know. Um, Defoe. It wasn't. It was actually Roberto Soldado. Oh, you got <laughs> it. I saw that. I saw Do you that. even remember that he was a Spurs yeah. player? Because to be honest, I didn't. <laughs> that was oh, absolutely terrible. Tell, like, it makes sense that they were given back in, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can only assume that some of them wanted to keep uh, bale shirts for a memento, like I imagine we will be doing with our cloth shirts in a few yeah. years' time. But, um, <laughs> right. So that's the end of our game. Uh, I'll reveal the winner at the end, but first I want Dan to react to the fact that Dan- Jacob Butterfield is worth two and a half Tim Reams now. Isn't so more like three, because I'm sure Butterfield went for like four to five million, something like that. Oh, the, the figure that I got varied all over the place, but whatever it is, it's, it's far too much. It's absolutely oh, <laughs> it's, it's all because, it's a cr- cruel twist of fate, it's cause, all because we... You know, botched their midfield on first day of the season because they've obviously spent ten million. Imagine being able to just imagine for a minute, and you can empathise with this, John. I'm sure being able to spunk ten million pound on midfield cover because people got injured. <laughs> imagine that. Just imagine it. 
The dream, the dream doesn't, life. It doesn't bear thinking about it, does it? Oh, oh, I, 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 I long for those days so we could buy a <laughs> oh, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad old thing, but uh, they, they've got they've gotten a decent player there who's good cover, and Bradley Johnson's a very good player, even though again he's only there because Bryson Hughes are injured, but they've got themselves a good player, no doubt. But they needed a bit more fighters because. You know, they need something if they're going to go up, don't they? And they don't look to have it thus far. Mm. Yeah. Did you even recognise Jacob Butterfield? Because when I saw him in that press interview with that new man-bun ponytail thing that he had going on, I couldn't even... No, they're all fannies, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I suppose the only silver lining for you, Sean, is that the Antonio sale is probably going to bring you out of uh, the embargo at the end of the season. Because now your net you know spend what? will be... The other positive uh, is we won't be playing... Hoof the ball to Antonio for 90 minutes as well. Mm. So, but yeah, it will get us out of FFP, which is great. And um, I think we looked far more balanced when we played against Charlton when he wasn't on the pitch. Mm. So I think it's going to benefit us, to be honest. But good luck to the boy. You know, he's played 12 months for us. No one really rated him at Chef Wed. And they, he's come and played for us and had a worldy season and then got his chance in the Premier League. Fair play to him. Mm. And one last thing. I saw rumours flying around that you were linked with a Crystal Palace loan deal for one guy. Did that ever come through? Uh, what, Johnny Williams? Yeah. yeah well, that, apparently that's still on the books. Well, <laughs> I saw Fawaz uh, tweet something about how he's got four players incoming. Cause, uh, yeah, we've got some some striker-come-winger from Lille called Ryan Mendes. Ah. Um, got uh, Williams... Uh, we've mm-hmm. we've bought. Well, I say we've got on loan O'Grady from Brighton, who everybody seems to think is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonder why. Well, you know, one man's Sordell is another man's Crouch, I suppose. And um, <laughs> and then there's another guy as well who I hadn't even heard of, and he's he's just come straight out of the book. I can't even think of his name now, but some another foreign player as well that you know might be on the books. So, but if we get Williams, that'll be good. And I grade is a lump up top who we need. He's good. He can't be any worse than Dexter Blackstock at the minute. So mm. you're a very positive Forest fan. <laughs> you threw him away, you don't, don't you? Worry. Don't you worry. My glass is always half full, dear boy. <laughs> good. You need it in this fucking day and age of football. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm still amazed you guys haven't gone in for Mido Kamari yet. I would have thought oh, that would have been top on. Please do it. Please, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll never criticise Forest again. I reckon if we have a whip round of the line of Vienna Suite, we could probably round up a few good quid to his wages to uh, to go off to Forest. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> we're living the dream one, though. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right, so I've done some quick maths, and I think Dan wins. Yes. So, good That's job, Dan. There you go. Me, Dan. Well done, <laughs> sir. <laughs> There I we go. Win anything. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> you get a prize and everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, mm. It's my prize, Alistair. I don't, I don't watch these shows, so I draw uh, Well, usually it's like a, an expensive sound system or oh, a car or something to that effect. But unfortunately, we can't do that for a number of reasons. Uh, most the fact that our, uh, our, offer to be, uh, our offer to be open to investors to £30 million in your article, yeah. that never came through. Yeah, so we why. don't have the... The money to spend. Damn it! I'll take the moral victory. That's all I need. That's all you need, right? Okay. Um, once again, you can find Sean on Gary Baldy Tinted Spectacles. 
if you just need a little bit of forest updates to keep you along to know that it's not just us who are being pulled through the grinder by this league okay then uh, my thanks to dan say goodbye dan and sean cheers alistair thanks dan right thanks everyone we'll be right back This week's Abuse the News is going to focus on deadline day. First up is Berahino. It was no secret that the West Brom striker was the big money player Daniel Levy wanted to make mediocre, and in his infinite wisdom, Sido took to Twitter to say he'll never play for Jeremy Pierce, the West Brom chairman, again. I have a transcript of the tweet here, and it, um, it reads, Wah, wah, wah. Uh, so now he is open to suspensions and fines from the club, and if the press release doesn't read, sad how I can't exactly say how Sido has treated us, but I can officially say we will never find cheaply. I'll be disappointed and someone should be out of a job. And finally, it's Derby's record signing and beard enthusiast Bradley Johnson. Uh, he said this. Um, the price is not going to uh, affect me, you know, I'm going to go out there and give my, my all for Derby City in and like I said, hopefully get this team promoted. Yes, Derby City. It seems that the £6 million man doesn't quite know who he's playing for yet. Bolton fans have their own experiences with bullshit player claims when Simon Slanchev said that he played with Bolton on FIFA. Also, Andy Kellett, I imagine, had to redo his interview a bunch of times in order to stop saying Wigan Wanderers. But that might have been for different reasons. The winner this week is going to be Berahino because he's an absolute muppet. Now, the eagle-eyed of you may have noticed that Bolton won something. I don't know what it is. We now hand over to under-21 Tom Malloy to explain what the hell's going on. Championé, championé, away, away, away. Yes, of course, this week the under-21s won the Robinsons Brewery Manchester Football Association Senior Cup, a title which, ironically, you wouldn't be able to say after a few of Robinson's finest ales. The Young Whites beat Manchester City in the final, a great achievement considering just how much money has been pumped into their academy. Their stadium alone cost £200 million to build, what we wouldn't give for that kind of money right now. Back to the game, we lined up in a 3-5-2 formation again, with an abundance of natural defenders playing. I counted seven in total after Philip Twardzik's revelation that he now sees himself as a full-time centre-back. Bizarre. One of the defenders scored, funnily enough, Quade Taylor heading in early doors and managing to marshal a defence which wasn't breached for the remaining 85 minutes. It was another defender, now Mayer, who was captain on day and lifted the trophy, and another one who left yesterday on transfer deadline day. On the topic of Andy Kelly, it's a shame that he didn't quite make it here. I always thought he'd be a success further up the field than left back, but it seems that Neil Lennon simply didn't rate him, and hopefully his sale will free up enough funds to bring in a striker that the first team is so sorely lacking. Plug alert, if you want to read my opinions on what the immediate future holds for everyone else who started the game, then I've done an article about it for the Line of Vienna Suite website. Next up for the under-21s is Cardiff Away, next Monday, which I won't be attending, but I'll still be back this time next week, so get used to it. Alright, that's our show. My thanks to Dan Murphy, Sean Hockett, and as always, Tom Malloy. Kevin Davies couldn't join us this week as he was too busy leading a march on Google headquarters over the font change in the new logo. I've been Alistair Sledge. Good night.